The five truths about fear. Truth number one. Welcome everyone to a very, very particular episode of The Wow. It's usually about the world of work, but this time around to honor International Women's Day and Week, decided to talk about the world of women and to dedicate it to the women of the world. It's a community episode. This means that the voices you're going to hear are of people who volunteer to take part of this initiative and want to use their voice to convey the words and the works of women that they admire. So you'll be hearing very different types of quotations, some short, some long, some in the original language, some translated in English. It is a world of emotions, actually. That's what the world of women is also about. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this as much as I have in, in curating it and putting all the clips together. I already thank upfront the, the speakers who took part of that, and I am referring to Dorota Kraboska, Gloria Zhang, Federica Traverso, Chiara Covone, Andrea Bressan, Nieves Tortosa, Shishishia, Petra Bloom, Irina Boras, Francesca Ceccherini, Anat Wolf, Vasco Teixeira, and we end it with Germana Barba. I also took the liberty of adding some sounds and some music to convey in full the emotions that the guest speakers have actually conveyed to me as well. Thanks to the words and the works of women. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. My goal is never to copy, create a new style, clear, luminous colors, and feel the elegance of the models. Tamara Delempicka. As far as the education of children is concerned, I think they should be taught not the little virtues, but the great ones. Not thrift, but generosity and an indifference to money. Not caution, but courage and a contempt for danger. Not shrewdness, but frankness and a love of truth. Not tact, but love for one's neighbor and self-denial. Not a desire for success, but a desire to be and to know. Natalia Ginsburg, The Little Virtues, 1944-1960. Let go of who you think you are supposed to be and embrace who you are. This quote makes me feel liberating and empowering. The writer is Brene Brown. The five truths about fear. Truth number one. The fear will never go away as long as I continue to grow. Truth number two. The only way to get rid of the fear of doing something is to go out and do it. Truth number three. The only way to feel better about myself is to go out and do it. Truth number four. Not only am I going to experience fear whenever I am on unfamiliar territory, but so is everyone else. And truth number five. Pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the underlying fear that comes from feeling helplessness. 
These are the five truths about fear by Susan Jeffers. Sono stata anch'io bambina, di mio padre innamorata. Per lui sbaglio sempre e sono la sua figlia sgangherata. Ho provato a conquistarlo e non ci sono mai riuscita. E ho lottato per cambiarlo, ci vorrebbe un'altra vita. La pazienza delle donne incomincia a quell'età, quando nascono in famiglia quelle mezze ostilità. E ti perdi dentro un cinema a sognare di andar via con il primo che ti capita e che ti dice una bugia. I've also been a child in love with my father. To his eyes, I'm always wrong and his clumsy daughter. I tried to conquer him, I never succeeded. I fought to change him, but it would take another lifetime to achieve it. The patience of women starts at that age, when families give rise to semi-fights and rage and you lose yourself in a movie theater dreaming to be swept away by the first stranger who passing by whispers the first sweet bitter lies gli uomini non cambiano prima parlano d'amore e poi ti lasciano da sola men do not change they first speak of love and then they leave you all alone gli uomini ti cambiano e tu piangi mille notti di perché. Men change you and you cry for 1000 nights wondering why. Invece gli uomini ti uccidono e con gli amici vanno a ridere di te. Instead, men they kill you and with their friends they laugh at you. Piansi anch'io la prima volta, stretta a un angolo e sconfitta. Lui faceva e non capiva, perché stavo ferma e zitta. Ma ho scoperto con il tempo, e diventando un po' più dura, che se l'uomo in gruppo è il più cattivo, quando è solo, ha più paura. I also cried the first time I was stuck in a corner and beaten, as he was forcing me and wondering why I was so still and in silence ridden. But I discovered in time, as I became tougher, that if men appear to be meaner when they are together they're actually frightened when they're all alone gli uomini non cambiano fanno i soldi per comprarti e poi ti vendono alla notte men do not change they make money so they can buy you and they sell you at the dawn of the night gli uomini non tornano e ti danno tutto quello che non vuoi men do not return and they give you everything you've never asked for nor yearned ma perché gli uomini che nascono sono figli delle donne, ma non sono come noi. But tell me, why men who are also children of women, why are they not like us? Amore. My love. Gli uomini che cambiano sono quasi un ideale che non c'è. The men who do change are almost an illusion that does not exist. Sono quelli innamorati come te. They are men who fall in love. They are men. Like you. Mia Martini, gli uomini non cambiano, a song from 1992.
The most courageous act is still to think for yourself aloud. Quote from Gabriel Bonheur Chanel, Coco Chanel. Having more of a willingness to fail and putting yourself in vulnerable positions can often be the fastest way to succeed. Quote from Anjali Sood, CEO of Vimeo. No matter how much I get done or is left undone, at the end of the day, I am enough. Brent Brown. At 54, I am still in progress and I hope that I always will be. Michelle Obama. I do know that for the sympathy of one living being, I will make peace with all. I have one love in me, the likes of which you can scarcely imagine, and rage the likes of which you will not believe. If I cannot satisfy the one, I will indulge the other. Mary Shelley, Frankenstein. Trebuie să înveți să câștigi, dar să și pierzi. Atunci când câștigi, nu te bucura prea mult. Iar când pierzi, nu te supăra prea tare. Asta îmi place la tenis, că îți dă o șansă să o iei mereu de la capăt. Simona Halep, profesionistă în tenis româncă. You should learn how to win, but also how to lose. When you win, don't rely on it. And when you lose, don't beat yourself up. This is what I love about tennis. It always gives you another chance to start over. Simona Halep, Romanian tennis player. Il suddito ideale del regime totalitario non è il nazista convinto o il comunista convinto, ma l'individuo per il quale la destinazione fra realtà e finzione, fra vero e falso, non esiste più. The ideal subject of totalitarian rule is not the convinced Nazi, but people for whom the distinction between fact and fiction and the distinction between true and false no longer exists. Anna Arendt, Le origini del totalitarismo. The quote is by Golda Meir. She was the Prime Minister of Israel between 1969 and 74 and led the country during the um, horrendous Yom Kippur war um, and her quote goes uh, goes like that she says it's not really important to know at a young age what you want to be when you grow up it is far more important and meaningful to know how you want to live your life and if you're honest with yourself and you're honest with the people around you and if you take an active part in battles that benefit others and not just yourself well then I think it is enough and then what you will be, well, that is not so important anymore. So this is her quote, and I think it speaks volumes as to our social responsibility and um, and how it should be weaved into our daily lives and in everything that we do, we should always bear that in mind. And then being a man, being a woman um, is less significant.
I've missed you, baby, yes, she said, and I've missed your brother and sister too. Will you come to see me? Of course I will, Mama. We will. But what are you going to do now? Are you sure you aren't coming back? I'm going to Amsterdam, Ella said. They have incredibly cute little flats there, overlooking the canals. I can rent one of those. I'll need to improve my biking. I don't know. I'm not going to make plans, honey. I'm going to try living one day at a time. I'll see what my heart says. It is one of the rules, isn't it? What rules, mum? What are you talking about? Ella approached the window and looked at the sky, which was an amazing indigo in all directions. It swirled with all invisible speeds of its own, dissolving into nothingness and encountering therein infinite possibilities like a whirling dervish. It's rule number 40, she said slowly. A life without love is of no account. Don't ask yourself what kind of love you should seek, spiritual or material, divine or mundane, Eastern or Western. Divisions only lead to more divisions. Love has no labels, no definitions. It is what it is, pure and simple. Love is the war of life and a lover is a soul of fire. The universe turns differently when fire loves water. Elif Shafak, The 40 Rules of Love, 2009. I decided to read um, a little bit of the speech Jane Fonda gave a few days ago when she accepted the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the Golden Globes. Uh, she's a very inspiring woman for me because she is now 83, I think, and she has all her life fought for different causes and she keeps, maybe now more than ever, more visibly than ever, um, fighting for for many causes, uh, mainly environmental issues, um, but every human rights issue uh, she she usually speaks about. It's it's really an amazing woman, um, which I've come to admire more and more each day. And so, when she accepted the award, she she spoke about the power of storytelling for all the artists. So. Here goes a little bit of that. You know, we are a community of storytellers, aren't we? And in turbulent, crisis-torn times like these, storytelling has always been essential. You see, stories have a way that they can change our hearts and our minds. They can help us see each other in a new light, have empathy to recognize that for all our diversity, we are humans first, right? I've seen a lot of diversity in my long life and at times I've been challenged to understand some of the people I've met, but inevitably, if my heart is open and I look beneath the surface, I feel kinship. That's why all of the great conduits of perception, Buddha, Muhammad, Jesus, Lao Tzu, all of them spoke to us in stories and poetry and metaphor, because the non-linear, non-cerebral forms that are art speak on a different frequency. They generate a new energy that can jolt us open and penetrate our defenses so that we can see and hear what we may have been afraid of seeing and hearing. 
ended with a final reading from Virginia Woolf's essay, A Room of One's Own, published in 1929. I am very happy that Germana decided to actually do a reading of this essay, which is one of my favorite essays, and I think definitely a hallmark when it comes to women's rights. I could not help thinking, as I looked at the works of Shakespeare on the shelf, that it would have been impossible, completely and entirely, for any woman to have written the place of Shakespeare in the age of Shakespeare. Let me imagine, since facts are so hard to come by, what would have happened had Shakespeare had a wonderfully gifted sister called Judith, let us say. Shakespeare himself went, very probably, to the grammar school, where he may have learned Latin, Ovid, Virgil and Horace, and the elements of grammar and logic. He was, it is well known, a wild boy who poached rabbits, perhaps shot a deer, and had, rather sooner than he should have done, to marry a woman in the neighborhood, who bore him a child rather quicker than was right. That escapade sent him to seek his fortune in London. He had, it seemed, a taste for the theatre. He began by holding horses at the stage door. Very soon he got to work in the theatre, became a successful actor, and lived at the hub of the universe, meeting everybody, knowing everybody, practicing his heart on the board, exercising his wits in the streets, and even getting access to the palace of the Queen. Meanwhile, his extraordinarily gifted sister, let us suppose, remained at home. She was as adventurous and imaginative as he was, but she was not sent to school. She had no chance of learning grammar and logic, let alone of reading Horace and Virgil. She picked up a book every now and then, one of her brothers, perhaps, and read a few pages. But then her parents came in and told her to mend the stockings or mind the stew and not moon about with books and papers. They would have spoken sharply but kindly, for they were substantial people who knew the conditions of life for a woman and loved their daughter. Indeed, more likely than not, she was the apple of her father's eye. Perhaps she scribbled some pages up in an apple loft on the sly but she was careful to hide them or set fire to them. Soon, however, before she was out of her teens, she was to be betrothed to the son of a neighboring wool stapler. She cried out that marriage was hateful to her, and for that, she was severely beaten by her father. So, she made up a small parcel of her belongings, let herself down by a rope one summer's night and took the road to London. She was not 17. The birds that sang in the hedge were not more musical than she was. She had the quickest fancy, a gift like her brother's for the tune of words. Like him, she had a taste for the theatre. She stood at the stage door. She wanted to act, she said. Man laughed in her face. The manager, a fat, loose-lipped man, guffawed. He bellowed something about poodles dancing and women acting. No woman, he said, could possibly be an actress. 
He hinted, um, you can imagine what. She could get no training in her craft. At last, for she was very young, Nick Green, the actor manager, took pity on her. She found herself with child by that gentleman and so killed herself one winter's night and lies buried at some crossroads where the omnibuses now stop outside the Elephant and Castle. Well, here we are. We have reached the end of what is a very special episode of the WOW dedicated to the women of the world. I want to thank the amazing female and male voices who volunteered in this community project and raised their hand and said, yes, absolutely, I want to take part of it and sent me their audio clips. I thoroughly enjoyed curating it and putting it all uh, together for this very particular episode of The Wow. So thank you goes to Dorota, Federica, Gloria, Chiara, Andrea, Nieves, Shishi, Petra, Irina, Vasco, Anna, Francesca, and Germana. Thanks once again. You guys have been absolutely spectacular. And if I may end it with another quote from Simone de Beauvoir from her famous book, The Second Sex, written in 1949, just so we end it with the last reflection. I quote, her wings are cut. And then she's blamed for not knowing how to fly. I end the quote. Take care, as always, and talk soon.